And there's lots of different words that people use for self-esteem. It could be you know, self-respect, self-love, self-worth, self-dignity, whatever word you choose. Mm -hmm. To me, it's all based on how you see yourself, yeah. how you feel about yourself. Um, so there's three different types of self-esteem. There's healthy self-esteem, low self-esteem, and then excessive self-esteem. Yeah. Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is a pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So I'm really excited because this is something I love to talk about. Um, but today we're giving you happiness hacks, <laughs> how to boost your self-esteem to live a happier life. Right. And we're going to talk about that, how it affects our relationships. Yes. So first, I think we're going to talk about self-esteem and really what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and you may not have ever thought about how your self-esteem or lack of it is directly related to healthy relationships, a healthy life, a happy life. So first, I want to just start off with happiness. Um, in order to be happy, we have to acknowledge four main things, mm -hmm. okay? Um, number one, happiness is an internal state of mind. It is not based on external circumstances around us. Yeah. Number two, happiness is a choice. It is not based on feelings. And number three, we must do things that bring us happiness. Yeah. And not just sit around waiting for something or someone to make us happy. And then the fourth thing is that your spouse is not responsible for your happiness. That's a big one. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, a lot of you hear when, you know, when people are going in, falling in love or getting ready to get married, you know, I, he can make me so happy or, or I will make you happy. And, yeah. and that's great. And especially when it comes to men, men, a lot of wives hold their husbands accountable for yeah. their happiness. Yeah. And actually, men hold themselves accountable for their wife's happiness. Yeah. But it is not their responsibility mm. because he doesn't have that much power. He doesn't have that much control yeah. over you. Yeah. So you have to decide to be happy. And, it, and it's kind of awesome that we can be happy even when things around us are kind of going crazy. We can still yeah. have that inner joy, inner peace, inner happiness, even when we're going through storms in our life. Yeah. We just have to have the right mindset. Yeah. In those situations. Yeah. Do and you think choose. this is something that people really do struggle with? I feel like it's counterintuitive <clears throat> that someone else is not responsible for yeah. our feelings mm -hmm. and having three girls even teaching them when they get in conflict with each other or, you know, with me the other day, my little six-year-old was like, you make me so mad. And I'm like, <laughs> no, we're going to rephrase this. I feel mad. I feel angry right. when this happens. Right. You know, it's based off right. their own internal Exactly. Circumstances and feelings. Yeah, because you could do something to make some that will make somebody mad or yeah. lands on somebody as offensive. And maybe that was never even your intention, but right. maybe it, the way that you said it, the words you chose, your tone landed on them yeah. in a wrong way. And then you're like, wait, what? That made you angry? Yeah. Like yeah. they are angry. Yeah. And, and then you, you know, feelings just come up and then you have to decipher, which is hard to teach a six-year-old this, <laughs> that, you know, I, it's, it's a, it has everything to do with how you interpret Filter it, yeah, yeah, and your perspective on yeah. what was said or what was done, yeah, more than it has to do with the other person, yeah. And so, yeah. so why does that trigger anger in me? Yeah, you know, we have to uh, examine that, explore that, yeah. 
you know, what was I thinking that triggered that feeling? Yeah. And then explore that thought. Yeah. So that might be a whole nother conversation. The other thing <laughs> but, I love that you talk about happiness is, you know, you say that our husbands are not responsible for our happiness, but they do hold themselves accountable and they want to make us happier. Yes. Um, yes. But what does it do for them when we express that we are happy, that we are content. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Talk <laughs> for about that. a man, and, and you know, men will actually have more respect for other men whose wives are happy. Mm. Like they, they look at that kind of stuff. They wow. notice that, that kind of thing. So they want to be respected that they're, for their wives' happiness. Yeah. And so even though it's not his responsibility, because again, he just doesn't have that much power, a man isn't going to marry a woman that he can't contribute something to her life, yeah. something that she doesn't already have, yeah. you know, and, and nowadays, you know, especially if you're getting married in your late twenties, thirties, you know, women have been working, they might have their own car, their own apartment, their, yeah. you know, maybe even yeah. own their own home. So a man will look at that and say, well, what is it that she needs from me? What can, yeah. I, contribute? can I contribute? And if you need nothing from a man, mm-hmm. he's probably going to move on yeah. down the road because a man wants to be needed because it makes him feel like a man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to contribute. Yes. To make you happier. To make us happier. And (laughs) that, and that allows us, or we have to understand to be vulnerable, to be able to be needed, that they need to be needed. Yes. And give them space in our lives. Right. So, okay. So again, our culture, comparison culture, I think a lot of women get into that comparison trap and they say, well, I'll be happy when. When. Yeah. Yeah. And so that first point you said, it's an internal state of mind. So how do we, how do we change that? How do we build that up? How do we build that internal state of happiness? That's not so much reliant of what we think. Right. I'll be happy when I get the house. I'll be happy when I have a baby. I'll be happy when. Well, and where does it end? Yeah. Where does that ever end? I mean, that can be a slippery slope. Yeah. And if you, if a man feels like in order for you to be happy, he has to change. Mm -hmm. He's going to feel like you're manipulating or controlling him. Yeah. And that's not going to fly with a man, you know, a masculine man. He doesn't want to have to jump through hoops on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> and because for your every little whim, you know, and I'll be happy if and when. Well, that could be 10 years down the road. What is it that you're happy about right now? Yeah. You have to choose. It's a choice. I'm choosing to be content and fulfilled and satisfied in my circumstances right now. Yeah. Is it everything I want out of life? No, no. You know, I mean, there, we have goals and, and we're yeah. headed s- somewhere, but if you're waiting to be happy, good luck. <laughs> you could be waiting a yeah. really long time. Yeah. So that's where you have to choose to accept and appreciate what's happening right now, what you have right now in yeah. your life. Are you fed? Do you have a roof over your head? Right. Do you have your, your basic needs met? Can you, get food in the house. I mean, we have to get back to just the basics and be happy yeah, yeah. for the basics. Yes, there's going to be other things to come. Yeah. And all of that is great. But I think it basically comes down to a choice. I think something that's helped me too is really reflecting on what I was praying for in a season or two before. That's You good. know, because where I'm at right now, maybe not, you know, there are still hopes, there are still yes, dreams, dreams, there are still yes. things that we're, you know, striving and achieving right. for. But at the same time, where I am now, where we are as a family is what I've prayed about seasons before this. Yeah. yeah. And, and remembering. reflecting on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And even I know some people 
you know, they're really good about their prayer journals and then going back and, you know, being able to give the information about, or, you know, when God answered that prayer and being able to reflect on that. I'm not so much of a journaler and reflecting like that, but just building in the discipline of reflecting, you know, what God has done and where he's brought us. Yes. And being appreciative for Mm -hmm. everything you have right now. You have your health, you have your family. I mean, just if you, you know, that's part of the, you know, this has been a trend, I think, for the last few years of, you know, people saying, you know, I get up every day and write down five things I'm grateful yeah, for. Yeah. And yeah. I think that helps you to, like you say, reflect. You yeah. know, I I have a husband that yeah. loves me. I, I have, have children, children that are healthy. Yes. And yeah. Just writing down all those things that keeps you in that in that good, positive state yeah. of mind yeah. and a good attitude. Yeah. When I really get into this toxic area, I know it's when I've been scrolling too much, when mm. I've been comparing too much. Yeah. Um, when I've been looking at things for inspiration purposes, but really it settles in my soul, like, oh, I'm just what I don't have. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. I don't have. So really having to keep a checks and balance on that. So, yeah. So you talk about happiness really is connected to our self-esteem. Yes. Yeah. So what does that look like? And there's lots of different words that people use for self-esteem. It could be, you know, self-respect, self-love, self-worth, self dignity, whatever word you choose. Mm -hmm. To me, it's all based on how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself. Um, So there's three different types of self-esteem. There's healthy self-esteem, low self-esteem, and then excessive self-esteem. So um, I'll go through and show you, you can decide which one, where you're at. Okay. (laughs) So if you have healthy, let's just start with good, healthy self-esteem. If you have healthy self-esteem, you probably avoid dwelling on past negative experiences. Okay. Okay. Wow. Because you realize that that past is the past. Yeah. You can't change it. If you keep going back to the past mm-hmm. and beating yourself up yeah. because of something you should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Right. And I know I am guilty of that every now and then, every now and then, you know, probably 10, 10, 12 years ago, we went through a really hard time. My husband and I went through a really tough time in our um, financial arena. And we had a lot of losses and every now and then something will trigger. It'll come up and I'll start thinking and dwelling on if we had only, oh, if we had not listened, if we had just, we could have, and it is a slippery slope into Mm -hmm. a pit of despair. If I don't stop myself and I'll find myself thinking and going, and I I have to stop it, catch it and go stop. Nope, nope, not going there, not going there. There's nothing I can do about it. Why, why would I take the time and energy to make myself feel bad yeah. about something I have no control over 10 years later? Right. So I, I, and I literally, and we have the power to do that. I literally will go, nope, not even going to touch that with my mind, move on. And I start thinking about something yeah. else, something that is more positive. So we do have the power to do that. So again, if you are always dwelling on the negative, yeah. okay, that's going to be due to low self-esteem which we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. All right. So you have healthy self-esteem if you believe that you are equal to everybody else, no better, no worse. Okay. Like you embrace your imperfections, you embrace your flaws. Yes, there's always going to be people that are doing better or look better. Always people that are doing worse or look worse than you. And you get that. And you have a pretty healthy um, viewpoint on, I'm okay. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm okay with where I'm at right now. Yeah. Okay. So you walk in the room feeling already accepted. Yeah. 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 I think I've struggled with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Walked into rooms and I felt 
less than yeah. or I need to prove myself worth. Right. Or, or your status isn't mm-hmm. where everybody else is. And I think yeah. we do that. We walk into a room of people, especially maybe a, in a place where there's new people. Mm-hmm. We kind of check out where do I fit yeah. here? Where, yeah. What level yeah. am I here in this room yeah. with this group of people? Mm. Yeah. So just accepting that there's people higher, people lower. Um, you have probably have healthy self-esteem if you have the ability to express your needs. Okay. Because people with low self-esteem won't want to express their needs because they don't feel their needs are valuable mm-hmm. or worth, worthy of expressing or worthy of having that need met. Yeah. So you just maybe keep it to yourself. So who has a harder time with that, men or women? Men or women? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> you know, it could be either, but I think women yeah. probably have a harder time of figuring out yeah. what it is they really need yeah. because they're emotional because we're, we have hormones. Okay. Uh, a lot of times we're up and down and yeah. we can't, we, we know we're not good, but we don't know what it's going to take to make us good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think really intentionalizing, maybe writing it down, you know, I need this as opposed to I want this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, a need is something that you are unwell or off balance without getting that need met. So you have to decipher the difference. We can live forever without all our wants being met, but things that we need are very, very important for healthy self-esteem or happiness. That's good. Um, You probably have healthy self-esteem if you feel pretty confident. Mm -hmm. And like, we're never going to be confident in every area of our life, right? But on an overall level, you feel pretty confident about who you are and what you bring to the table. Yeah. And again, there's going to be areas where I'm not confident Mm -hmm. and areas that I'm really confident in. And again, depending on what you've developed within you and maybe your skills, your talents, whatever, you know, classes or things that you've worked on and developed in your life, um, you might more have more confidence in those areas. You know, some people don't feel confident in cooking. Other people feel, um, don't feel as confident in maybe public speaking. It yeah. just depends on what you've had, right. what you've developed. When I first, you know, started speaking, being in front of a group of people, scared to death, no <laughs> confidence. I had enough confidence to say yes to the invitation. Yeah. And then I'm kicking myself. Why did I say yes? Yeah. But I had to develop that. And the more I did it, the better at it I got and the more confident I became in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably have healthy self-esteem if you have a pretty positive outlook on life. Mm. Okay, you're a positive person. You're not always looking for the worst in everything or always seeing the downside in everything that's good. Okay, you're pretty, you have a pretty positive outlook. So are these disciplines that we can build in ourselves too? Because I do think, I mean, I feel like just my personality and my DNA is a little bit more like the glass is half empty than half full. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Is that a discipline I can build to have that positive outlook? Yeah. And like for blue personalities um, that have a tendency sometimes to be a little bit pessimistic, there really is positive to that too, because a blue personality will see the danger zones. They'll Mm -hmm. see the, you know, don't do it this way. The reality. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I like to call them critical thinkers. And that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you always are always dwelling yeah. on the negative yeah. and always, you know, there, I know a, a person in my life where no matter what is said, they will find the reverse. Yeah. They will find the negative. And sometimes I'm just like, can we just focus yeah. on yeah. what is good? 
And something I've realized getting older, and this is a discipline I've had Mm -hmm. to work on, is not everybody is asking for your opinion or for you to critically think about their situation. They're just sharing. And so for so many years, I thought, oh, that that relationship's kind of gone away or it's kind of, you know, uh, gone off in the distance. And probably because, or I know, because I've just, I was, I was that critical. Oh, have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it this way? And I can you know, add that into probably too much of an opinion where they're not even asking, you know, and I just have <laughs> had to learn and build the discipline right. of celebrating others, right? realizing everybody is the hero of their own story <laughs> and celebrating the hero. Right. And unless they ask unless for they ask me to help problem so solve good. or have another perspective or, oh, Danielle, I see you're doing that a little bit different. Tell me about that. Right. I've had to learn and I keep stumbling a lot, but had to learn to just kind of like keep my mouth shut because Nobody really cares. And you know, that's so <laughs> mature. I mean, that is so mature. I think that is so healthy. You wait until you're asked. Not everybody wants your opinion. And that's just mature. And people who give their opinion, speak into your life without getting permission. A lot of times, you know, we kind of do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, mm, yeah. not, no, 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 yeah. not going to listen. Yeah. So why voice your opinion if they're yeah. not listening? So building that building that discipline. And I found too, that I am so much more happier when I can celebrate others, you know, when I can find the happiness in other people's lives and celebrate too. And I think that's a big thing with women is we can't have it all right now at this time. Can we have it all? Yes, probably over our lifetime, lifetime, but not always in this season. And can we have it all at the same time compared to our women, friends, wife, friends, all of that? It's okay if they got the new car or just having a baby, like, yeah. and it's not our turn. Like yeah. we can celebrate that right. in each other's lives. Right. I feel like a lot of times we can get very critical of one another, but when we are right. able to celebrate, that truly does bring an inner happiness yes. as well. And, so, and that's so good you bring that up because I think sometimes people feel like it is taking something away from them yeah. to celebrate somebody right. else. Right. And it takes- Your win doesn't mean my loss. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And the only thing it takes away is your self-centeredness. Yeah. Which we could do without that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your selfishness. By you celebrating others, you're giving to them. You're giving them a gift. Yeah. You're showing your approval and your happiness for them. And and building them up like that makes you feel good yeah. about yourself. It doesn't rob you of anything. Yeah. It just takes away your, your self-centeredness. And yeah. when something goes good for you, you're able to, I think, then appreciate the gift of celebration yes. when it is your time to be celebrated yeah. instead yeah. of like, oh, is that what they really think? <laughs> you know, I just think we can get so critical of one another, yeah. but really happiness is a true happiness with ourselves. You know, that healthy yes. self-esteem and being able to celebrate right. others and be happy, truly happy for other people. And too. when you have healthy self-esteem, you can do that. Yeah. If you have low self-esteem, it's going to be a good. lot harder yeah. because you yeah. feel like it is taking something from you to give to others. Yeah. Another aspect of good, healthy self-esteem is that you say no when you want to. Mm. Yeah. Somebody talk about that. Low please. self-esteem. <laughs> they won't say no. Yeah. Because they're afraid to. They want everybody to love them and approve of them. And if they say no, they feel like that might hurt somebody's feelings or, and, you know, but what about your feelings? (laughs) You know, healthy self-esteem is like, like you, you can draw a line. You can set good, appropriate boundaries. Yeah. And, and you're confident Mm -hmm. about setting those boundaries because it's what's best for you. Yeah. And it's actually what's best for the person you're setting the boundary with. Even if they don't like it, yeah. you need to do what is good for you, even at the expense of maybe hurting somebody else's feelings. Because you're not trying intentionally trying to hurt their feelings. But again, how they perceive yeah. your boundaries yeah. might bother them. Yeah. 
doesn't matter. Well, you got to realize where your resentment's going to start building up because if you just keep moving your boundary and you're a people please them and you're yeah people pleaser then over time resentment's just going to build up inside of you and that's not going to be good in the long run anyway that's right it's going to end up in passive aggressive behavior yeah yeah we talk to our kids a lot about really trying to find the win-win yeah you know win for me win for them that's good but um but establishing those healthy boundaries that's something again another discipline i've had to learn along the way because i i was a people pleaser and very much a perform my way into Mm -hmm. you know good graces and yeah uh, it's, it, I mean, it's hard for me, especially when I have to verbalize my boundaries or really hold my boundaries yes. or when I feel someone is pushing up on them and yeah. really be standing firm in them. It is, it's hard. It makes you feel like, well, I mean, I really could this one time. And, but realizing that overall for my happiness and the health of my family. And I think as a wife too, realizing that a lot of that, a lot of your happiness doesn't just affect you and your inner self-esteem. It affects the environment of my home. Absolutely. It affects the relationship. I know you're going to talk about this, but the relationship with my husband, when I say yes to too much stuff, he just kind of stands there like, okay, well then how can I help? You know, because you, you're already telling me you're tired. You're already telling me you need help in these areas, but then you say yes to all of this and what can I do? Right. Okay, fine. Go for right. it. <laughs> right. And how do you feel when you hold to your boundary afterwards? Yeah. I mean, do you feel, I feel a sense of strength for me. Good for me that I did it because that was hard and I did it. <laughs> or, yeah. And I, you know, I feel strengthened in yeah. myself and I feel like, okay, then I, I'm not harboring any feelings or I'm not, cause I can be an overthinker too, you know, and I'm not overthinking the situation long after it's gone. Like, okay, that was, that was what was established. And, you know, it was healthy for everyone realizing it on both sides or not. And it, I, we tried to make it a win-win and going on, it's like, okay, and yeah. that relationship stays healthy because nobody's festering. In right. it. And how many times do you ruminate over, oh, I wish I had kept my word oh, and yeah. set, kept my boundary and I gave in and, and I'm mad at myself now. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times that has happened with me. Mm-hmm. If I had only said what I was thinking in that moment, <laughs> why didn't I? Because I was trying to be pleasing and adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm mad at myself later. Yeah. So that's not going to build your, yeah. build healthy self-esteem. That's going to, cater to your low self-esteem. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one for healthy self-esteem, there might be others, but these are just some of them that you see your overall strengths and weaknesses and you accept them mm-hmm. again, no better, no worse than others, except I'm weak in that area. Yeah. Not real strong. I'll work on that. But a lot of times I like to say, don't focus so much on your weaknesses Yeah. because if you focus on your strengths, pretty soon your weaknesses will just they'll disappear Mm -hmm. because you're so focused on what you're good at rather than what you're not good at. Like leave that alone and continue on with what you're good at. And the weaknesses will kind of just take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where our 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 attention needs to be. Or or what? Or you teach a kid to do the weakness. To do the weakness? Yeah. Like I'm not so good at cooking, so I'm going (laughs) to teach a kid how to cook. But how can you teach them if you're not good at it? I know. That's true. I'll say it to my husband. Or maybe you, I do think you're a good cook. By the way, I just have to say, because I've been at your house for many meals that you have cooked, not Christian. And I'm like, when this girl wants to put her mind to it, she does just fine. Okay. If you're but new maybe, here on the podcast, you just need to go back and listen. This is just like an inside joke. And, but maybe you just don't enjoy it. And that's okay. You know, maybe yeah. you just don't enjoy it. It's not that you can't. You just don't enjoy it. I mean, yeah. you're a smart girl. You can follow a recipe. <laughs> I know. It's just funny at this point. Yeah. I do think I want to say, like, as far as understanding your strength and weaknesses, 
my husband is really good at this. He's come, he's taught me a lot when it comes to this. He's really good at asking others about the mirror. You know, how do you see me or what's it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. Um, and that's probably more in like business aspect. And because he is that strong male and can be very dominant, um, and has a big personality, but I think a little bit of that too, like real being able to self-reflect. How yes. am I coming across? Right. How are other others perceiving me? Right. Um, and that's a very bold yeah. question. You, and that takes courage to yeah. ask oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I might not like hearing what they have to yeah. say. Yeah. You know, but if you really want to grow and you want to be your best, yeah. What a great question to ask yeah. people that you trust that will tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, if they can tell you in love. You know, and not oh, be critical absolutely. about it. absolutely. Such then, great growth moments. Yes. I mean, we've had those moments with, you know, my girls, and we have a good group of friends, and us parents have been able to fis- facilitate good conversations between the friends because, you know, when there's seven, eight, nine, ten of them together, and quite a few of them are girls, there's naturally going to be, you know, I want to play this. I don't want to play this. I feel left out. Yeah. And we've been able to fil- facilitate with them and teach them one you're responsible for your feelings and you're responsible for your actions, but, um, how it, how you come across. And one of my daughters is pretty bold and, you know, she wants to take control of the situation and she's like, got great leadership skills, but they need to be (laughs) honed in, you know, so it doesn't come across bossy. Right. And in love, her little girlfriends being able to say, this is how it comes across. You know, it comes across very controlling. It comes across very bossy. Did they actually and have that conversation? Yes. Wow. And just seeing the... And we're talking 11-year-olds here. Yes. 11, 10, 11-year-olds. Yes. Okay. You know, and some tears. You know, I had another daughter who just broke down in tears. But being able to state, this is yeah. how I feel. I'm not blaming you, but right. this is how I feel when this happened. Yes. Or That's I felt left out. So good. But I mean, and it was so nerve-wracking for me, again, because I want to just flee the situation, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to have these self-reflective because it's hard to grow in that. It's hard to see how people are truly uh, feeling feeling and and seeing seeing you. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to be able to facilitate that and my one that is a little bit more on the leadership slash bossy side, you know, her just being able to say, okay, wow. You know, and just a little bit smacked in the face, but at the same time, the growth opportunity that it gave her because it was in love and she got to turn around and play with her friends the next few days and and be better and, yeah, have, a better and have those connection with skills. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's huge for y- doing that already with young girls. That's, that's but great. so valuable. It is valuable. You know, we didn't do that yeah, growing no, up and, no. you know, it's taken me over 40 years to really own it in yeah. and, and be yeah. a little bit more self-reflective yeah. to build my own self-esteem. And, and a lot of it comes out of low self-esteem. And we're going to talk about yeah. that, where that low self-esteem comes yeah. from. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So Having healthy self-esteem can actually motivate you to reach your goals, to, you know, play to win, not just playing not to lose, but, yeah. you know, to going for it. Yeah. And, and so it can be very motivating, um, knowing that you're capable of accomplishing what you set your mind yeah. out yeah. to. You know, that actually does build self-esteem, but you need self-esteem to get to, to be able to set those goals. And sometimes with. it starts small, you it, know, it, find absolutely. yourself one win a day. Right. We went through a really hard time a couple of years ago and we did a program, you know, 75 hard or whatever. And not that I'm promoting that, but we found that if we can set ourselves up for one win a day, yeah, then we can set ourselves right. up. Take we can start stacking the wins Very yeah, good. because we were in a season of losing. And sometimes that one win a day was making your bed. 
Wow. You know, and teaching the girls the discipline now of like, sometimes the one win of day is mastering your morning. You make your bed, you brush your teeth and you, you know, get dressed for the day. And you're already yeah. winning. There you know, you you've go. already got a win for the right. day. And that's going to set yourself up. on the back. Yeah. You did get, yeah. That's great. And then that's everything great. else just kind of stacks on top of that. Yeah. But I think sometimes, too, our self-esteem will take hits in different seasons yeah, of our lives. Absolutely. And we're just like loss after loss after mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but just finding those little stackable wins again. Yeah. And that goes right back to what we were talking about in the beginning, being mm-hmm. grateful, being proud of those, yeah. just the small things, yeah. the everyday things that yeah. you do. Yeah. Because, you know, some people don't do any of that. And so you can be proud of yourself that you accomplished what you said your mind to. All right. So indicators of low Mm self-esteem. And these are, some of these are kind of just the opposite of healthy. Yeah. But you may believe that others are better than you. Mm. You know, that um, you're, you're, you're a lower level or less intelligent or maybe less valuable or less significant than other people. Gosh. That's a sign. We wonder why we're in a mental health crisis with our (laughs) teens and everybody on social media. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you may find expressing your needs really difficult. Mm-hmm. And again, because you don't think that they're valuable yeah. and who cares? And I'm not worth somebody yeah. wanting to meet my needs. Yeah. So that's low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, you may focus only on your weaknesses, mm-hmm. always uh, ruminating about what you're not good at yeah. and what you should be better at. That should yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But rather than Focusing on your strengths. Yeah. Um, maybe you frequently experience fear, self-doubt, and worry. Now, just because you ha- have those experiences doesn't necessarily mean you have low self-esteem. Because even people with healthy self-esteem, yeah. every now and then, I have experienced fear mm-hmm. or doubt. Or yeah. is this really what I should be doing? Or, or worry. So, But it, when you are obsessed with fear, yeah. doubt, and worry, and that's all that's in your head. That's all you can think yeah. about. Um, paralyzes you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you may have a negative outlook on life and feel a lack of control. Mm. You know, with healthy self-esteem, you have a basically positive outlook. Yeah. But if you just, you know, you're that cynical, mm. everybody, nobody, nobody cares about you. You know, I'm just yeah. cynical about life altogether. It's probably because you don't feel real good about yeah. yourself. And yeah. maybe you haven't had a lot of wins in yeah. your life or, or created the disciplines to appreciate even the small wins. Yeah, it's good. Um, You may take everything that somebody else says Mm -hmm. about you personal. Gosh. When you take everything personal, really what that means is that you are preoccupied with yourself. And everything that people say or the look, the way they look at you is not personal to you. It has more to do with them than it has to do with you. But low self-esteem is easily offended. Mm -hmm. Everything offends you. The way yeah. somebody looks at you or doesn't look at you mm. is offensive to you. Yeah. Always picking up yeah. offenses for for yourself and for other people even. That oh, is gosh. a sign. Yeah, that's draining. Of low self-esteem. <laughs> right. Um, you may have trouble accepting positive feedback. Mm. Oh, you look so good. To, oh, no. No, I don't really. Oh, no. No, my yeah, hair is dirty. Yeah. No. No, you look so good. No, I gained weight. You know, no, I don't. I should lose this five pounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And always making excuses yeah. because somebody's trying to compliment you. And, but you can't take it. You yeah. can't even hear it because yeah. you don't feel worthy of it. Yeah. Um, you may struggle with confidence and, you know, feel a lack in lots of areas of your life. But I think understanding that nobody is confident in every area yeah. and that is okay, yeah. then that can start to build your self-esteem. Like, I, I'm not good at that, but here's what I'm really good at. I'm going to yeah. focus on that. Yeah. Areas that, that mm-hmm. I'm confident in because I feel 
because I've disciplined myself and I've learned that particular skill or talent. Yeah. Um, low self-esteem has the potential to lead to a, a variety of mental health disorders like um, anxiety disorders, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, depressive disorders. Um, you see people these days, there's so many people are, that, that are on some type of medication because, and it really, the root of it could be fear and low self-esteem yeah, yeah. is why they're on those things. Um, you may find it difficult to, uh, difficult to pursue your goals and your dreams and happy, have healthy relationships when you have a really low self-esteem. Yeah. Again, if you're negative, if you're down, if you're an unhappy person. Yeah. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. Yeah. Then that's going to affect your relationships. Oh, yeah. Because who wants to be around a person all the time that's always negative? Yeah. Always difficult. Always bringing up the bad about stuff. Oh, yeah. It's an energy, energy drain. I mean, it as is. you're going through all of these, it I'm is. thinking of different people. And it's like, yes. oh, how do I feel when I walk away from them? It's like, right. Oh, either right. I feel getting sludged on or I feel like so much energy was expended. Yeah. Being around them, having to navigate that right. with them or people that you're constantly having to build up yeah like every time you're around him you have to you know uh go on and on and on about your undying loyalty and and love for them you know yeah. it's after a while it's like can you just accept i like you yeah okay yeah are we good are we, can are we, we leave it around? <laughs> <laughs> like keep you know quit you know needing yeah. so much for me because it like you say it drains you after mm-hmm. a while People who are super self-conscious, always worried about how they look. You know, is this okay? Is this okay? What about this? And how about, yeah. you know, do you like me? Do you, I look okay? <laughs> you alluded to something earlier about like taking, I mean, you didn't say this verbatim, but taking your thoughts captive. And I've learned, because I've done a lot of emotional therapy the last couple of years, and I've learned even the brain research behind that of why the Bible says to take your thought captive. Because one, we have more negative thoughts a day than we do positive. Yep. And two, those negative thoughts create actual um, like roadways yes. in your brain. And it's easier to create a negative path in your brain than it is to create a positive path mm. in your brain. And the moment you have a negative thought and it's similar to one you've had before, it's the same, or you keep going back to those shameful moments or those right. moments you're Regrets. shooting on yourself, then your thought, it's a lot easier for your thought to run down that path huh. and go to that center of the earth, go to that part of the brain that lets you dwell in the negativity. Wow. And it just creates this divot after divot after divot. But if we really can, and sometimes it takes emotional therapy tools to be able right. to do this, but if we really can capture our thoughts and turn it into a grateful thought or release replace the thought, get you replace the, the thought, thought. Mm-hmm, then you can actually change the structure of your brain and build these little pathways yes. that lead to more positive. Right. That's so good. But it's it's yeah. active and yeah. it's a discipline. And I think that's yeah. what you're saying too, is happiness and self-esteem is a discipline. Yes. It's a choice. Yes. We know nobody. And I think I read this recently in a read. Nobody, a real, nobody wakes up in the morning and is just like, <laughs> everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool. You know, whatever, like, Everybody who comes across as got it all together, happy, great, healthy self-esteem, they're making choices every day to wake up like that. Yep. That's so good. That is exactly right. Okay. So then the third kind of self-esteem, we'll call it uh, self-esteem on steroids or excessive (laughs) self-esteem, meaning you're thinking way too high of yourself. Okay. And we all know those kind of people. So if you have excessive self-esteem, you may be preoccupied with being perfect. Mm. Okay. 
preoccupied and committed to being right all the time. You've got to be right. And you do not like it when someone, you know, bucks up against your rightness or challenges your rightness. Okay. Um, That's excessive self-esteem. Maybe you believe that you are more skilled or you're better than others. Yeah. You know, you think of yourself as more highly than you ought to. Okay. Maybe um, you may be, you may grossly overestimate your own skills and abilities. Okay. Maybe um, it kind of like in a pretentious way. Yeah. Like, you know, down deep, you're not that great or perfect, but you almost pretend Mm -hmm. that you are in a, in a way where you talk about yourself like and build yourself up and you you have to be, yes, inflate and be better. Yeah. And everybody you're around. Yeah. Um, when self-esteem is too high, it can result in relationship problems, mm-hmm. difficulty in social situations, yeah. and the inability to accept any kind of criticism. Yeah. Any kind. Even constructive. I'm talking about mm-hmm. constructive criticism because, yeah. no, nobody can tell you anything because you right. are right and you have right. it all together. Yep. And that, it, we could call that pride. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yep. And a lot of people will say, well, that sounds like um, narcissism. And it can, but. If you really understood a narcissist, a true narcissist, one with the personality disorder, yeah. they're actually the most insecure people yeah. in the world. But so to overcompensate for their lack of self-worth and self-esteem, yeah. they act arrogant and like they're so much better yeah. than everybody else. And when you are around people, for me, I, I mean, it's a turnoff. Those kind of people just rub me the wrong way. But then I can have compassion for them too, knowing... Really? That's an overcompensation because yeah. they don't feel good about themselves. Oh, yeah. I feel and take for like them. the narcissism, you know, disorder. Is it a disorder? I forget. Part of it. If, I know there's a spectrum. There is a narcissistic yeah. personality disorder. Okay. And then there's healthy narcissism. Yeah. And then most of us are on the spectrum between healthy and unhealthy yeah. in the middle. Yeah. The but middle. taking that off the table yes. and just talking about the excessive um, self esteem, I know. Sometimes, you know, my husband and I can get going and we kind of build each other up and we can, we're so I, think, I know we're so awesome, <laughs> but because we have that performer in us, you know, where we're just going to go, 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 go. But, um, one, I feel like when we've gotten to that point, it's like, we're, we kind of have, it feels lofty. Like when's the crash, you know, like yeah. when is someone going to find out that we're really not like that and we're really not that great. Um, or <laughs> you just have to keep like, you feel like you just have to keep one-upping yourself because you've built this facade. Ah. And so it really does just, I think it comes back to low self-esteem Yes, at the root of all of that. So excessive and low really just comes from the same root. Yes, exactly. Um, And when I put across that like perfectionist, I've got this all together. I've researched everything. Everything's going great. It doesn't help me build relationships, you know, Mm. with girlfriends. It's just like, okay, Great. You're good. Obviously you're perfect. Um, I've got this going on. So I'm going to connect with her a little bit more because we've got, you know, I can relate to her. Yeah. I'm not like as our perfect. children are, you know, bouncing off yeah. the walls and yours are obviously, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't help with connection, you know, because you, you lose that vulnerability. Yeah. Bon- vulnerability. Yeah. And, um, okay. So what are, you know, for people that might be asking, okay, so I do find myself in that low self-esteem category. Yeah. How can I build healthy self-esteem? Is that possible you know where did where does the low self-esteem come from to begin with there's really three ways and these these are big it's really easy to say we could really go into it 
But basically, uh, building health esteem is not magical. It's not instantaneous. And it's not effortless. Okay, it's going to take some work. It's going to take intentionalizing it. Um, You know, a lot of our self-esteem comes from how we were treated in the past, Mm -hmm. in our formative years as children. You know, if you were always told, you know, you're no good, you're a brat, you're bad, um, you know, and you never you never got built up, you know, in your childhood, you, you're going to grow up feeling like you're, you're no good. You're yeah. insignificant. Um, but if you grow up in a household that is very loving and encouraging and mm-hmm. positive, you know, that's healthy gonna boundaries. Take yeah. healthy ba- that's going to affect you. And it, it's not, it's like, so we have to basically, number one, we have to believe certain things. We have to believe a certain way. Yeah. Number, and I'll talk about more of that in a minute. Number two is that we have to do certain things okay mm-hmm. so we have to believe we have to do and we have to um it has a lot to do with who we associate the people okay. around us yeah. so believing like like you know you grew up growing up I believed in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny mm-hmm. and at a certain age I found out that they weren't real much to my dismay <laughs> I was very very sad about that so I had to adjust my beliefs yeah right I had the, the control to do that I had the power to do that mm-hmm. I was bummed about it but you adjust your beliefs. So it's like you, maybe the things you were told, maybe if you grew up in an unhealthy situation, um, you have to adjust your belief as an adult. Yeah. Okay. What is the truth? Yeah. Yeah. They made me feel unvaluable. Yeah. But what is the truth? I need to see myself the way that God sees me. Yeah. yeah he let his son die for my life mm-hmm. because he wanted to be in relationship with me because he loves me so much. Yeah. And so we have to start telling ourselves the truth. Yeah. And replace the lies. Yes. The unhealthy the negativity with the positive and the truth. Um, and then you have to behave in a certain way. When you, when you have good character, good in, when you have integrity about situations, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. You're tempted to lie. But instead, mm-hmm. I know it's going to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to say the truth. Yeah. You feel good about yourself that you, you did the honorable thing. You yeah. spoke truth. Um, and whatever that is, you're tempted to steal. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it the right way. You yeah. know, your actions, you know, will good, positive yeah. actions will build your self-esteem. Yeah. Um, and then you have to really be careful about the kinds of people you associate with. Yeah. Because if, if let's say um, you work a job and you're around people that are tearing you down mm-hmm. all day long, every day, yeah. that's going to be hard. But yeah. if you have, and you, may, you might want to quit your job and get a, and find another place of work, but if you can't, then you've got to have people. You have to have your support group, your community yeah. that is like-minded, that builds you up, that encourages you. Because when you have good, healthy self-esteem, the people that are trying to tear you down, it won't affect you. Yeah. You'll just be like, mm, again, that has more to do with them yeah. than it yeah. does me. But sometimes we need to be around people. I'm feeling bad about myself today. Can you tell me again what I believe? Um, yeah. You know, tell me, I need some building right. up from you right now. Well, you that's know? why the Bible says iron sharpens iron, you right. know, so you can have those critical conversations, but also yes. at the same time, lean on somebody. They say, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. What, very important who you surround yourself with. Right. And so, but now what if you are married and you are in a relationship with someone who's tearing down yeah. your self-esteem mm-hmm. and your value and your worth on a regular basis? Okay. So, that would, would probably fall under the category of verbal abuse or yeah. emotional abuse. You need to rethink your boundaries mm-hmm. and decide you're going to have to draw some lines there. Like, yeah. that's not okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in close proximity with someone that is always tearing me down. Yeah. Because the person that loves you should be building you up, 
mm-hmm. not the reverse. Yeah. So you may, you know, and sometimes, and again, and that's another huge yeah, uh, thing that, that we could go on and, and on yeah, talking yeah. about. But sometimes, you know, to jolt a person into treating you correctly, mm-hmm. you have to remove yourself. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do is get out of their way. Yeah. There's no one to treat bad. If they're not, if you're not in their way, they can't be abusive. Right. So sometimes you have to remove yourself, maybe just temporarily, may not be forever, but to get a person to see this is not okay. Yeah. And I won't continue to live in this hostile or verbally abusive relationship. Yeah. Okay. All right. So again, takes a, takes a little bit of work, but it is doable. I mean, and and you can see, I mean, me at 63 years old can see how myself is steam has gotten healthier over the years, you know, from when I was in junior high or high school or whatever, because we do the work, we do the emotional work and we work on ourselves. And I pay close attention to what the Bible says about me. And I choose to believe his opinion about Mm -hmm. me over others. Yeah. Especially other negative opinions. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, it's definitely been seasonal for me. You know, there's definitely been times where I've had low self-esteem times where I've had excessive self-esteem and there's been a crash. And then really have built disciplines, surrounding myself around the right people, having a positive outlook. Yeah. Um, Something you talked about, but I just want to drive home again, just being grateful. Yeah. You know, being grateful opens so many doors of opportunity, but it also really helps build that happiness and self-esteem, which really does affect our relationships. And I'll end with this. Mm -hmm. Whatever we pay attention to grows. That's good. So do you want to pay attention to what is good and positive and loving and truthful and and truthful and you're grateful for? Mm -hmm. When when you pay attention to those things, they get bigger. They become more. If you pay attention to the ugly, you're going to see more of the ugly and the negative. So that's so good. You get to choose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with somebody. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell. So you know when a new episode is coming your way and it helps us if you leave any comments or questions down below and make sure you follow Danielle on Facebook and Instagram.